Looking to take you and your real estate business to the next level? You're in the right place. Laying foundations for real estate success? This is the No Fluff, No BS podcast about real estate for real estate agents and other industry professionals looking to up their game. Unfiltered short form sales meetings, interviews with agents from every walk of life, and ramble sessions about everything real estate. Welcome to a new mindset. You are listening to Reraw. And now, introducing your host, James Hoff. Well, good morning, good morning, happy Monday. Welcome back from what I hope is another absolutely amazing weekend. Thank you again for being here. Today we're gonna we're gonna talk about the actual listing presentation itself. So a lot of this is all about the the very basics, the the fundamentals, how we get ourselves prepared. So in 2019, which we're already working in, right? We're already we're already in February of 2019 based on forecasting our business out. But in order to get those habits created and shake off that rust and just kind of get dialed in. We've got to make sure that we touch on these foundational principles to make sure that you are settled and ready to go. But as always, before we do anything related to our topic, we got to do what? That's right. We got to hop into our journals. So break them out. It's time. It is time to break out your journal. You're going to flip to the page that shows you whatever you did this past week and you're going to score yourself. You're going to take a look at all the actions that you committed to this past week, and you're going to give yourself a score. You're going to be honest. You're not going to kick yourself for the stuff you did wrong. Remember, you do this every week. You're never more than a week off pace. So whatever's working, let's double down on it. Whatever's not, let's push it aside. Let's focus on on uh, growth one week at a time. And if you got a little off pace, that's okay. Recognize by honest feedback with yourself what caused you to be in the place you are, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. And then let's uh, eyes forward and and stay the course, all right? Let's drive straight through this next week, and uh, it's time to up your game. All right, folks, so go ahead and finish up your accounting there in your notebooks and make sure that you are all ready for this upcoming week. And while you're wrapping that up, a quick announcement. If you find that uh, putting all this stuff down in a journal makes a lot of sense, but maybe you still lack a little bit of clarity, or maybe you just need a little more accountability, a sense of direction, that is what the Reraw 100 is all about. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to reraw.com forward slash 100. Last week, if you recall, we went over everything about preparation for a listing presentation. What do you do in your pre-listing package? What's really important for you to have? And this week, we're going to talk about now that the prep is done, you're actually going to show up to that appointment. What is it that you do? What's important? What do you have to go over? So let's kind of plug through this and then get you on your way. First and foremost, you got to show up. What you should be bringing with you is the entire pre-listing packet that you should have dropped off or mailed that they should already have. You should have a second copy. It's just for yourself. So you should have the entire pre-listing packet with you. You should have a copy of the contract. And then I always bring a Supra or where you are, uh, some whatever form of electronic lockbox that you have so that you can immediately list the house in the event that they're going to sign on the spot. Now, after you arrive at the house, the very first thing that you want to do is ask them where you can put your stuff down and just tell them excitedly that you want to check out the house. Now, listen, if you've done all of your pre-listing work appropriately, then this is the best opportunity for you ever. Because when you're touring the home, it's going to give you a chance to small talk. See, all the propaganda, all the marketing material, all that stuff, it's already out there, right? You've sent it. Now, yeah, you'll answer questions about it, and we'll get to that. But right now, it's your opportunity to put your stuff down and just be a person. 
Now we all have our own strategies and different different uh, tactics that you can implement. So uh, you know, pivot as you need to. But folks, just remember what I've been talking about for the last few months here. In, in a robotic and automated world, we are starving for a sense of humanity. Don't be afraid to talk to people. Don't be afraid to learn more. Don't be afraid to ask questions, not just about, you know, uh, tell me about this upgrade. Tell me about that upgrade. Tell, you know, how about tell me about, yeah, this looks like a really fun room. Do you guys, you guys must love playing pool and watching TV. I bet you entertained a lot of guests here. Get them talking. Find out what they like, what excites them. Because remember, when you create that human connection, you build rapport and a lot of times it's not just about what you know, but how you make somebody feel. So if all things are fair and equal between you and any other agent that they could possibly talk to with respect to the knowledge you have about the business, it's gonna be your personality and how comfortable you make them that sets you apart. So small talk. And then I always tell people, hey, if you don't mind while we're walking around, please know I'm not texting anybody else, but I may slam a few notes in my phone so I don't forget because uh, I want to make sure I, I catch all the things that are important to you and anything special or upgraded that I should make sure that I, I don't overlook. All right, so now you're done with the home tour. You're going to start heading back downstairs or over to the, the, the family room or the kitchen or wherever you like to sit. Some people say you should only sit at the kitchen table because that's the place of business. I, you know, I've had just as much success sitting on a family room couch as I have at the kitchen table because, again, to me, yes, we're there for business, but part of my business is being human, and the more human you are, the better off you're going to be. So get to wherever it is that you're going to have your conversation. Ask them, hey, did you get that? Did you get all the, the little package I sent you? It had all the information about how I list, the kind of some propaganda in there, and I call it out. I, there's no hoodwinking anybody, right? Like, I call it out. Yeah, it's a little propaganda. I had some info about my brokerage and myself and you know the way, the way I like to do things. Uh, and most of the time people will say yes, sometimes they don't receive it. Regardless of what they say, you're going to have that pre-listing packet with you because you're going to go through and just give the Cliff Notes version of that. And we'll do that shortly. Now, regardless whether they say yes or no, if they say no, you'll be like, oh, okay, great. Well, I brought an extra copy with me. Here you go. I'll have to follow up on what happened to the other one. If they say yes, I got it, you go, oh, well, perfect. We'll go through that in a couple minutes. I just wanted to make sure you got it promise I won't bore you to death with, you know, three hours of details, but we'll just touch on a few things I find important. Before we do that, let me ask you, Mr. Seller and Mrs. Seller, um, what, uh, what questions do you have for me? I want to make note of any questions that you have for me so I can make sure that while we're talking, I actually answer anything that you want to go over and give them an opportunity to just spill their guts. Find out what's important to them. Get them talking. A lot of people think the listing presentation is an opportunity for themselves to sit there and shine and boast and brag about their accomplishments and their statistics and their whatever. It's not. It's an opportunity for you to learn which is really strange because a lot of us are like, well, wait a second, I got to be in pitch mode. Yeah, but you're going to be able to close better, right? You gotta, you're going to close if you, can, if you can tie everything back to your values and principles based on what you've learned about the client, you're going to have a better opportunity to close. So you need to learn more about the client so that you can say, you know, part of the reason I really think I can support you, one of the reasons I know that I'm a good fit or we're a good fit is because 
you mentioned this and here's how I handle that. You mentioned this and this is how I can support you, right? So if you if you spend time asking questions to them and learning more about what they have questions about, then not only can you answer those questions, but you can you can start tying in the personal stuff that's really important to them back into the presentation itself and leverage that information into helping you close. So by getting all their questions that you're going to jot them down, you're going to you're not going to answer them on the spot. You just OK, cool. Let me just make a note. Let's make a note. Anything else? Because and if anything else comes up, that's fine. We'll talk about it. But I want to get the gist of everything uh, here. So I just remember to cover all of it. OK, great. Now, the rest of the time here, I kind of want to go over a few things in the pre-listing packet. I want to talk to you a little bit more about your um, wants and motivations and how that ties into the process and how this works. And then I'd like to share with you the price value that I've come up with for your house. Um, you know, kind of guide you through the process of selecting a price that may be good for you to list at and why. Talk to you about our marketing strategy. And then, of course, you know, ans answer any additional questions that come up. So you kind of lay the, the groundwork, right? Do that in whatever way you see fit, but it's good to address how the rest of the conversation is going to go. Now, some of you go, gosh, James, it sounds like three and a half hours of stuff you're about to do. No, it's really not. Most of my listing presentations, if it's done right, I spend about 15 to 30 minutes talking about business and any any amount of time beyond that that I'm there is spent building rapport, catching up, learning about their family, learning about their life, that kind of stuff. OK, so. The first thing you're going to do after you get all the Q&A, all that stuff dialed in, right? The first thing you're going to do is go over the cliff notes of the pre-listing, okay? So the pre-listing packet should have your entire listing presentation in it. And the reason is because, it, look, you can sit there and just shove the broker's information down their throat, but and I know, I know the listing belongs to the broker, but listen, when you're sitting there with that seller, you really need to focus on on you and and what you offer and how you leverage the brokerage is important, but it's not just about everything that the brokerage does. If you just sit there and say, I work hard and we do international marketing and we syndicate with a bunch of websites, then all you did is say that you're like every other agent who, who claims to work hard. And then you leverage all the same broker systems that, that syndicate with all the other websites and all the other things as soon as you click a button and upload a property onto the MLS. That's not what they want to hear. They want to hear about you. They want to connect with you. So give the cliff notes of the listing presentation or the pre-listing packet, excuse me, which has the listing presentation in it. Answer any questions they have about you personally that they may have asked along the way or about the brokerage in general. If there's any specific things about your brokerage that really set you apart, that you know for a fact other brokerages don't offer, that really like that makes you just shine, now's a good time to bring that up. But you don't have to go through all the normal rigmarole stuff. I actually like a one page on the, on the one page I say, hey, so really quick, this is kind of what every brokerage can do, okay? And I give them that one page. And on the back of it, I say, here's a little bit of information about what I do on top of that that sets me apart from other agents in the area. And then those are like the, the subtleties and the more manual things that I do aside of just relying on the, the automated systems, right? So that's when I present that. Then you want to you want to talk about their needs, wants and motivations and how your marketing strategy plays into that. OK, so now you start pushing towards let's talk about how I can add value to you. So you said, you, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, you're on a tight time crunch. And one of the one of the ways that I market allows me to be more aggressive for clients that need to, you know, whatever, like that. Now you're going to start tying in their motivations and wants and needs into the services you offer and explain how your services benefit them with what they're trying to accomplish. Okay, let's keep going down the list because we're going to run out of time quick and I want to cover all of this. 
you've got to have a price, low, middle, high. I always do a, a market analysis that shows a low, a middle, and a high range. Some people say, well, I'll go get the numbers later because I haven't seen your house yet, right? I just saw the house today, so I'll run the numbers and I'll get that to you as a follow-up piece. No way. I know what a great house looks like and what it should be valued at, and I know what a terrible price house should look at or a terrible condition house should be priced at. So I don't need to see the house before I can develop my range. What I do is develop my low, middle, and high range and then figure out while I'm walking through the house where their home falls into that range. Now, I personally try to get within 2 to 2.5% two of fair market value in either direction. So if I tell you your house is worth a million dollars, I want to make sure that I'm not more than $25,000 off in either direction, right down the middle, right? So that means on a million-dollar house, I'm going to give you about a $50,000 range. Now, some people think that that's a little bit crazy. They go, gosh, I mean, that's... That's a $50,000, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but remember, if you're right in the middle, then you've got you know some flexibility on both sides. So figure out where in your low, middle, or high range they fall, and then you're going to give them guidance on, okay, based on the condition of your house, this is about where you fall in the range, and I give about a two to two and a half percent margin of error in either direction, so your house is worth between this or that. What do you think about that? And then let them talk get their feedback. What do they really think about it, right? Then if you're smart, you'll have a net sheet with you. That net sheet might come from an escrow company or title, or some of you may have apps on your phone to figure it out, but it helps the, the seller figure out after commissions and closing costs and all that other stuff, what they will net if they sell at that price. I usually have a net sheet for the low, the middle, and the high, just like I give them the low, middle, and high range. And I can say, hey, these aren't picture perfect, but they're pretty good guesstimates about what your closing cost would be and what you would net out afterwards after you deduct... Um, excuse me, after you deduct uh, any loan payoffs and all that stuff, right? Tells them what they get. What's cool about giving them the net sheet is it also has the commissions on there. So it creates a great segue into uh, this is the cost of my services, okay? Now, everybody, this is a this is a point that a lot of people ask. Well, what, what about the cost of services? It's very expensive. And yeah, price, price always comes up. But if you've added enough value to this point, then the fact that you have your commissions in there should be really easy. Uh, and you can we can talk more in depth about how to handle those objections in the future. But this is the point where you can start segueing into that and then start validating the the price selection that you've got based on the comps, based on this, based on that, based on what you told me you need and how I can help you. Here's exactly what uh, you're going to net out from it. And, you know, you told me that you wanted to get X, Y, Z. And even after my commissions, you'll notice that we can still get that done, whatever. Right. So it gives you an opportunity to kind of bring that conversation in and do it in a in a strategic way, because a lot of people don't talk about it until they're like they're asked because they feel like it's just taboo. This gives you a chance to put it out there and then be and then bring it up yourself because you don't need to be intimidated. All right. So then ask them, what do they think about your price selection? Uh, where would they like to be? You're going to talk about the different marketing strategies, depending on whether they go high, low, in the middle, or none of the above, um, or some other strategy. Then you're going to start closing. You're going to go for the close and, and go for signing the, the listing document. Unless you know for a fact they're not going to sign on the spot. You know, hey, I know you guys mentioned you're not going to sign anything today, but I wanted to let you know I have the paperwork in case there was a change of heart. Oh, no, 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 we're not going to sign today. We're going to interview other agents. Okay, great. 
Well, let me tell you how I what I'd like to do for follow up. Uh, I don't know what's your schedule for interviews and how are you going to do this? Let me set the expectation for when that person can hear from me, right? When is the seller going to hear from me again? That's what I want to start talking about. Um, there's some other strategies you can play in your listing presentation. Uh, for example, not just the, the leave behind with the, uh, the agent referrals, but uh, I also put opt-out clauses in all of my listing agreements. It provides a sense of security to the seller. It also lets them know that if they're, if they're kind of you know, dance in between two agents. They don't know who to pick. What I like to tell them is, is, Hey, there's very low risk to hire me first, because if you hate me, you just execute the opt-out clause and fire me. And they go, Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, you could be with another agent in three weeks to a month or a month and a half and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. But, uh, nobody's ever had to execute that. Most agents won't do an opt-out clause. So when you do that, uh, it, it makes you stand out. Now don't do an opt-out clause. If you're not going to add enough value, course, if you're not going to add enough value, you shouldn't even be in the business. But you can always confidently do the opt-out clause if you know your value is unique and if it works and you're confident with it, right? Because then you just go, yeah, it's fine. Nobody's going to execute it anyway. But again, it makes the seller feel comfortable. And then the last thing I want to share with you today before we close things up, because I'm super short on time. My gosh, I can't believe it. 20 minutes or less is tough sometimes. But leave everything behind. Leave everything behind. So many people go, gosh, you can't leave anything behind. Take it with you. You don't want any other agent to have access to your stuff. Who cares? Leave it all behind. The trick is not hiding it from all the other agents because, oh, I don't want them to know my strategy and use it against me. Mm -mm. They can't use it against you if you already know what the other agents would say about your strategy. So during all of this dialogue and all of this conversation that you're having with the prospective seller, you want to make sure that you're able to talk about, hey, since you're going to be interviewing other agents or if you choose to interview others keep in mind you're going to hear anything from this to that some agents do it this way other agents do it that way here's how i do it and why it's important to listen to that difference right so if you validate it then it's all good you've shown them i know what other agents are going to say now how cool is it when that other agent comes in does that interview and then the seller's like already heard this before because James told me exactly what they were going to say. So whatever. So the the big message here is this. Lots of prep work on the front end. You need to go listen to that episode, watch that episode if you haven't done so yet. Okay. And then you need to make sure that you just humanize the experience for them. You're just there to have a conversation. Yes, you're providing guidance, consultation, and it's a big deal, but you're just there to help other people with their objectives. So listen Listen, listen, so that you can tie in your value to their objectives and you can really merge the gap between the two. Okay, this is what you said you wanted. This is how I know I can help you with that. And by the way, here's what makes me special in the way that I go about it. And then don't be intimidated. Leave leave stuff behind. Put Talk about opt-out clauses. Give them other agent referrals. That takeaway approach shows that you're not desperate and it speaks really, really powerfully. Don't forget the Reraw 100 is going up on November 15th. So if you want to jump into it, now's the opportunity. On November 15th, we're going to be doing a our next live group coaching. We're talking a deep dive on the prospecting letters I have. So you get a free copy of all the prospecting letters, and uh, you're going to get a deep dive on how I go about targeting uh, everybody that I go after and all the subtle tricks and everything that I use to make that an unbelievably successful deal. Remember, it's a dollar a day or 99 bucks a quarter. Totally up to you, but it's rerod.com forward slash 100. And the last thing I would tell you is you, you know this. Real agents work. You've got to be one of them. Real agents work. You, 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 and you have to be one of them. 
don't forget that. Have an amazing week. Thanks for being here, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, wait a second. Where are you going? Make sure that you subscribe to the channel before you leave and go watch all those other funny videos on YouTube. And actually, I'm gonna save you. Here's a couple more videos that you should think about watching to help you keep growing in your business. Have an awesome week.